So, Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but Ooh. look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh yeah, Nate is the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and of course the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me. Well, that's not true. Yeah, but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever. Oh, for sure. If you're looking to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, sail the seas on Disney Cruise Line, or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney, our friend Nate from Main Street and More Travel can help make your vacation dreams come true. No question, sweetie. And if you've listened to our show for any time at all, you know we're big fans of high-end experiences. And that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or your family. Heck, you may even save money if discounts become available because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to DizTripsAndMore.com, fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, <laughs> gorgeous, super intelligent, very hardworking, Disney cruise loving wife and co-host, Michelle. That's a fact, sweetie. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Friday, February 3rd, 2023. We are just like two hours, less than two hours right. off of the Disney <laughs> wish. And we were so excited about it. We had to rush to our microphones to tell you all about our time aboard the ship. That's right. It was, uh, well, as you'll hear soon, it was a fun experience and we're excited to share it with you. Yes, we can't wait to talk all about it and we will do that at length, if you know us, you know it'll be at length uh, coming up here very soon. This episode, by the way, is dropping on Sunday, February 5th, 2023, as all our episodes almost always drop on Sundays mm -hmm. and just kind of keeping with that format so you know when we're going to have an episode released for you on every single week. We like to kind of, it depends on how you look at it, finish off your week with something positive or start your week with something positive. Depends on when you listen to us. Right. When you download us, whatever it may be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we may not have the best energy in this show, right, I will right. have to admit. Please bear with us. It was a very late night last night. We wanted to take in everything the Disney Wish had to offer. And then it was a very early morning getting <laughs> the port and getting off and rushing off the ship. So... 
please bear with us in this episode. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we'd love for you to sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. It's just a great way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Uh, we give you all sorts of information. Michelle has all sorts of stories that she puts in there and all sorts of other ways that you can interact with this show and with Disney in general. Right. Yes. Yeah. And if there's, you know, we try to keep you updated if there's any kind of specials going on or if there's any sweepstakes or anything like that as well. Ooh, so, so I like a sweepstakes. Yes. Even though I've never won one, <laughs> I always am excited to try and enter right. looking for that major award, exactly. but never have quite gotten the leg lamp yet, but maybe someday, maybe someday. <laughs> Keep trying. Uh, also, another great way to be involved with us is on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Yeah, we love sharing all the fun that you're having. And uh, please, if you're already part of that group, tell a friend or family member to yeah, join. Yes. Speaking of that group, and this could be one of our, an early, my favorite thing from this week, as many of the things from this cruise will be, mm -hmm. but we did meet somebody who is a good friend of ours, who is also part of that Hyperion Adventurers right. Facebook group, Scott in Minnesota and his lovely wife, wife Heather, yeah. were aboard the ship with us. And although we had some difficulty kind of running into one another, right. we finally were able to arrange it. And we sat down and had a wonderful long chat with them uh, yesterday afternoon. Yeah, we had different dinner seating. So I think that kind of really put a that lot really of... throws it off. Yeah, when that puts about a, shows somewhat of a challenge. Sure, and, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great, um, getting that time together with them. And actually Heather and I had a chat and, um, looking forward to having her on a future episode. She's got an amazing story. To that share. will be, that will be a lot of fun. Uh, and they're just a, a fun couple and we had a great time mm -hmm. sitting down with them. And it was really uh, nice that they happened to be on our ship with us right. at the same exact time. Totally a coincidence. I know. Kind of that's so funny. It, you know, was we both happened to just purchase the same cruise, which yeah. was really, really kind of funny. Um, also, uh, we have a YouTube channel. If you want to find us there, just go to YouTube, do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast, hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And we are going to have some videos coming up here uh, very soon that you're going to want to check out. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love to hear from you all. Let us know how things are going with the podcast, if there's any particular topic you'd like. Uh, another way to give us feedback is with a five-star review. And uh, whether you're just doing the rating or actually could take time to write a review, that's always appreciated right. too. And that's the feedback we like, the five-star review. Yes. Please give us the five-star <laughs> review. Uh, no, I mean, rate us how, how you see fit. Right. You know, we're not going to judge you by if you don't, if we're not your cup of tea. Right. That is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, five-star reviews do help us in many, many different Eventually. ways through all yep. sorts of you know, one people just see them as like, oh, there's a lot of great reviews for this show. That's fantastic. But also there's these algorithms and things we don't understand that help people find this show when they're just searching for right. 
a Disney podcast and especially a positive Disney podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, now before we get into this week's show, we always like to take a look back at the week that was because, eh, you know, every week has its highs, it has its lows, it has its twists, it has its turns, but we are the show of positivity. We like to focus on the highs, the favorite things from the week that was. And so we like to give you a little segment that is my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle because she does the best research. She has the best list. You know, she has the best tips. She also has the best, my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Well, obviously going on a Disney cruise was my favorite thing of the week. And you know, I, I don't want to spoil by saying what my favorite thing was, because I know we're going to be talking about a lot of things. Um, so that I think in general, obviously, um, I always find it awesome when we get to meet people or connect with people. And so I think what you spoke about at the very top of the show here of getting together with our friends um, and having some real good quality time to just sit and relax and enjoy each other and, you know, talk was you know right there my favorite thing yeah it was really nice we talked with them for a, a long time but yeah. we just uh, my favorite thing from this week is just the entire week uh, we had a great yeah. week we're going to discuss a lot of it on this show um so many things and also just having some nice time off with my sweetheart here oh, um i haven't you, had baby. a vacation yes. in a little while uh for a, an extended period of time and it wasn't extended as long as we would have liked it to be but right. it was a nice little break and it was just nice to spend time with michelle um, aboard one of our favorite spaces in the world right me too that's how i feel and especially the fact that we got off where you know it was just a, a drive home you know about yeah. 45 minutes or so to get home. So that was pretty easy peasy. But to know we have the rest of the day together just to have some more time alone time and uh, not feel the pressure to have to go do trivia <laughs> or listen to a band or fun things, but just to be able to the sit pressure. back. Oh, <laughs> oh, what am I going to do today? Am I going to go to this lounge and watch this band? Or am I going to go to this lounge and play trivia? Oh, Man, how do I make it through I the day? Know, I know, <laughs> but it's just going to be fun just hanging at home with you and having a fun, you know, last day of our vacation for together. Sure. For sure. Yeah, today's going to be a nice day. I'll probably catch up on a little sleep today yes. too, as well once we get done with this show. Uh, but as for today's show, we do have lots of stuff for you today, including we have good news about some specialty sailing, speaking of Disney Cruise Line, that will be returning in 2024. We'll tell you about that. And we had the list of bands that will be rocking the Epcot International Flower and Garden yeah. Festival this year. We will tell you those as well. But enough about all that. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. Yeah, so obviously, if you've been listening to the beginning of the show, uh, this week's main topic had to be about our cruise aboard the Disney Wish. Yes, we sailed aboard the Disney Wish within its inaugural year. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's now 20, it debuted in 2022, it's now 2023, but it is not a year old yet. No, so it, it is its in July, right? inaugural year. Uh, many of the, as we talked to many of the crew members, the cast members on board, um, they are still, they, they were there when the ship debuted. Mm -hmm. They're there today. Um, it was, you know, and very, very, look, a Disney cruise line, 
sailing is also always wonderful. It's always excellent. But is the Disney Wish our new favorite ship? Mm. Hmm. We will have to go through all this right. <laughs> and come to a conclusion by the end of this segment for you. Yeah. We'll see where we stand when it's all said and done. Now, we'll go ahead and start with our itinerary. Now, as you know, or maybe you don't know, but the Disney Wish just is sailing two itineraries right now. There are three night sailings and four night sailings, both Bahamas cruises. So sailing to the Bahamas, sailing to Castaway Key. We did a four night Bahamas sailings beginning on January 30th. Of 2023 and finishing up today, uh, February, as we're recording this, February 3rd, 2023, our stops were Nassau, Bahamas, Castaway Key, and we also had a sea day in there that sort of turned into a little bit of a port day, although we didn't get off the ship. And um, there was a, a, a point where there was a, um, well, something happened. There was a bright star Right. called yeah. on board, yeah. which Medical if you know, being on board a cruise ship or whatever, that means that there was something that happened to one of the guests on board, whether it be an injury or, or a significant illness or something. Anyway, there was a, it, there was something that happened. Um, and as we were on our sea day, uh, the captain and the crew decided it would be best to pull into Port Everglades right. and uh, I believe disembark. I, I'm assured that it, went, it was the same passenger from our Bright Star right. call, but we don't really want to speculate too much on sure. what it was. Um, but it was just an interesting part of the cruise right. that we suddenly just started finding ourselves sailing into Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> it you seems know? like every time we take a Disney cruise now, something different or out of the ordinary happens. Right. <laughs> yes. Not saying it's always bad, but it does seem like there's always a little <laughs> a little quirkiness. Something. Yeah. <laughs> if you see us walk aboard your ship, you may want to go. Uh oh, is our is our travel insurance paid up? Right. <laughs> you never know. Just saying. Just saying. Anyway, let's get to the Disney Wish, uh, starting with embarkation onto the ship. We were lucky enough now that we live in Florida that we were just able to easily drive up right. there, as Michelle mentioned before. It's about 40, 45 minute drive for us from Palm Bay, where we live, up to uh, Port Canaveral, and uh, you know, got there, parked. Um, embarkation was pretty easy. What did you think of embarkation for the Disney Wish? Yeah, yeah, I think it was uh, it was very smooth. Very, um, you know, as soon as you get there at the port, like to drop off your luggage and everything or unload. Um, they check you in pretty quickly there. And, and I think that saves from the lines that we're used to seeing in the past where you would go to the um, second floor where it's actually the, you know, the Disney port and all beautiful and mickeyed out. But um, at least it, that line was totally disregarded. Plus your boarding pass, you actually had an advance. So that was also very helpful that you didn't have to, you know, go and get this card that told you which boarding group you already had that on your boarding pass. Uh, so that made everything very smooth, very easy to, to know. And, you know, once they were cleared to be able to board, then they would start announcing which groups could go on. Yes. Uh, for those of you who have not sailed aboard a Disney cruise or have not sailed recently, um, you now uh, secure early on a, uh, a port arrival time, which we were able to secure a fairly early one between 11.15 and 11.30. Mm -hmm. And when, when you get that, you also get a boarding group number. We were fairly early on. We were boarding group six. Right. 
Um, we actually, they invited us on a little bit before our group, which was nice of them. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was fairly smooth, fairly easy. We even got there a little bit before. Now I wouldn't recommend it completely that you do this necessarily, but we got there maybe about 15 minutes before our, our uh, determined, uh, port arrival time and had no problem getting in there, getting through our security. We happened to be platinum. So we were able to go through that line, which was a little shorter than, um, some of the other lines, but I, I, I saw the other lines moving very briskly as well. Um, and really had no problem getting in there. We did check when we uh, got to the port to see just in case there were any upgrade possibilities, but our ship was sailing completely sold out. So right. we were in the category we were going to be in, as were everybody else. Yeah, it looks like, you know, and we belong to a, a Facebook group or a couple groups, but one specific to this cruise. And it did appear that um, over the last month, a lot of people did last minute bookings um, on this cruise quite a bit. So yes, it did. It did sail pretty full. It was pretty full. It was pretty full. So uh, we got through there. We got invited on board and uh, walked through, did, went up the gangplank and onto the ship. And Michelle, what were your initial impressions walking on board the Disney Wish for the very first time? Um, you know, and I don't want to give any spoilers for people who have. Yes, we're going to stay spoiler free yeah, on this for the you most haven't, part. You know, when you first board, you know, there's some cute things that happen. Um, it, it was great to be able to see the splendor of that, um, the Grand Hall. Now in the other ships, and it was pointed out, they call those atriums here. They call it Grand Hall. And having seen um, several like documentaries about the ship and finally getting to see it, um, in person and really get to appreciate the lighting and everything like that um, was spectacular. Yeah. Uh, The Grand Hall uh, is really going to be, you know, as much as the atrium always is aboard Mm -hmm. the ships, it's kind of the center of much of the action that happens aboard as far as kind of meeting area to kind of, kind of like if you think of like Magic Kingdom or Disneyland Park, the hub. Right. um, The atrium is often the hub. Right. The Grand Hall is really the hub of this ship. Like lots of stuff happens there and you're going to be going to a lot of locations uh, from that spot from the ship. And it's an open that goes what, like three decks. I think it is. Yeah. It's three decks high. High. Yeah. Um, but it's expansive. It's much more expansive than I think most of the atriums on other ships. Right. Right. You know, and it's got a beautiful chandelier. And so that is interactive. Right. Right. You know, and, and, um, you know, in, pre-COVID times that it was usually um, you'd walk in and you'd be directed to eat. And then post-COVID, at the time when they couldn't do sail away shows, they would do like a little show once you first got on board, like whether it was in the Grand Hall or Atrium. And so it was kind of nice to see they've continued that. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like a small group, you know, they'd, they'd let so many families in and then hold the line and just do a little welcome. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so uh, we ended up walking through the ship as we were first getting on board. We needed to take care of some uh, dining reservation issues early on. It took up actually a lot of our time to try. And we were trying to um, get a Palo brunch. We got on the wait list. Unfortunately, that never came through for us, but that's okay. We did that. And then we realized we really liked, like, we don't mind mingling with other people on our, on our meals, but we also 
Like this is our time to just be right. the two of us. Right. Um, so if we can have dinner together, if that can be arranged, we like to do that when we're on a Disney cruise. And we went and asked and we found out that we were on in a table for eight. Right. Um, so we went back and asked if we could be set up for a table for two, which they weren't sure if they could accommodate, right. but they did that for right. us. Yeah. I think being in the late seating really helped us, um, you know, and just for people, if you're ever getting on board and that is something that's important to you, check that right away. Um, mainly too, because the line is very long. Now I did appreciate that they separated people who were going for Palo and Enchante reservations versus people who wanted to make dining either time or rotation arrangements. Um, so I think that was good, but we ended up being in both lines. Yes. <laughs> Not unexpectedly, but yes, right. that's what ended up happening. Right. Um, I have to say, generally speaking, we've always gotten gotten our request when we put in for our table for two. Um, they you do it all on the app now ahead of time. Uh, you can do any. You can also include ahead of time what your if you have any celebrations, mm-hmm. and you can indicate them then, um, so that the dining crew know that when you're bored, you know when you're coming for evening dinners. Um, so this was kind of a surprise to us to see that we were actually seated at a table of eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We uh, weren't expecting that. Right. We weren't expecting that. And you know, like it's tough that we can mingle and that's fine. Um, and I think we probably would have just left it if it was a table maybe for four and you know, or six, but eight seemed like, okay, let's, let's see what we can do. And, um, again, I think because of the fact that most people want to do the early dinner Mm -hmm. seating and we were already on the late that um they were able to actually take a table for four and make it to two they accommodated for us and we we really appreciated it again we don't we never mind mingling with other people but you know we want our vacation to be our special time together right especially for the fact of what we've you know that it's been a big move for us this year that's kind of what we were celebrating too um you know but we just you know we and Tom's been working a lot and we just wanted some just quality time together. Yeah. And, and we were able to accomplish that. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, so, and just so you know, if you uh, do need to go on board the Disney wish, a little, little tip for you and you are looking that you may need to make some dining changes, whether to be tried to reserve one of the uh, specialty dining mm-hmm. uh, rooms on Chante or uh, Palo, or if you're looking to change something with your dining reservation, uh, like Michelle mentioned, whether it's the rotation, um, what seating you want, what table you're looking for, whatever, uh, you will meet at La Luna Lounge, and uh, they usually will start um, doing taking those at 1 p.m. But you probably want to get there a little earlier because people start to line up for right. it, and it can it can be a little bit of a lengthy process. Yeah, yeah. So and it's in the app. You can find where they're going to be and what time. But like Tom mentioned, um, getting there early, and uh, so yeah, yeah. So anyway, I didn't want to get too much into that, but that was something that kind of took up some time early. Uh, we did walk around the ship in, in the meantime, and we were able to check out some of the, and our initial impressions of the ship, at least mine were, that it was it was beautiful. They're wonderful. There's wonderful artwork and very interesting artwork mm-hmm. throughout this ship. Uh, there are some fantastic tapestries that right. all deal um, a lot with Cinderella. Cinderella is, of course, the 
main focal point of right. the, sh- the ship and the wishing star and all that. Um, I thought that they, the, the way it was laid out artistically anyway mm-hmm. was stunning. Yeah, it really was. Um, and it, it was different than the other ships. Um, you know, whereas I think on the earlier ships, it had more, um, concept art, I would say, or artwork from actual films. This had a little bit more, um, inspirational works, works that were inspired maybe from some Disney films. I mean, we did see some things that were purely Disney film looking, but most of it seemed a little bit more thoughtful Mm -hmm. if you're looking at it to try to see what was the message Mm -hmm. or what was the artist's intention. Yeah. And we we did end up eventually going on the Walking the Ship tour, which I highly recommend if you want to find out more about what how the Imagineers put together these ships because there's on every Disney ship, the Imagineers put so much thought mm-hmm. into how things are laid out. And uh, we found out some interesting tidbits about this ship that um, really brought it even more forward to us and how even some of these tapestries uh, allude to you know, some of the spaces around us, including the lounges, you right. know, the, yes, the grand hall, of course, the hallways, um, everything that you're around. It was, it, it was really, really fascinating. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm going to probably say this numerous times is the app is going to be your real most, most important tool, the entire trip for sure. You know, before you get on board, you can use the app, um, to make like, Port reservations or um, some, you know, sometimes you can get uh, specialty dining reservations there through that. I mean, they have it on the app, but sometimes they fill up quickly. Um, you know, uh, so a few things you can do before, you know, spa, definitely spa requests you can put through uh, reserve beforehand. But once you're on the ship, that's when you can do a, a lot more. And like the walking tour, you'd you have to look for that mm-hmm. on the app and reserve time. It's free, but um, and they offer it a couple times, but you do have to uh, reserve it because they do have limited capacity. Exactly, exactly. So if you're if it's something that interests you, um, best try and book it early on. Although I don't think it goes super fast right. like some of like you know some of the especially dining right. or some of the spa uh, treatments and so forth and some of the even some of the um, excursions um, this is something you might be able to pick up you know a, a day or two into your cruise but uh, you know if you if you think if you're interested into it, it it's best to book it as early as possible yeah I mean one of the things you can do really while you're waiting for your boarding group is to really explore what's on the app um, you know it's also throughout the, the cruise that you can use it to view menus um, check out where things are, whether it's, you know, looking at times and everything, but yeah, just definitely while you're waiting to board, that's your time that you can become familiarized with all that's on that app. For sure. For sure. So definitely check that out. Uh, when you get on board, the app is going to be, you know, you don't get the paper navigators anymore no. where you had the daily lineup of all the activities. It's all in the app now. So right. really you're going to need that, uh, when you're on board the ship, it's very, very helpful. Um, uh, now, a couple of things that we weren't maybe as favorable about <laughs> on this ship when we are our initial uh, walk through of it is, you know, this is interesting is that there are only two sets of elevators and stairwells, right. uh, main stairwells that go up and down this ship. And it makes it a little tricky 
to get around and kind of figure out where you are. We both got sort of turned around right. and went in circles a couple different times, especially early on. We gradually started right. to get to know the spaces. You know, day three, day four, I kept telling Michelle, by day six, you're yeah. going to have it down. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's a little tricky. And it's also a, a little trickier to figure out where you're going stairwise because you don't, you, you know, usually most ships, you have a stairwell in the fore, a stairwell in mid and stairwell aft. This right. is just kind of somewhere kind of, mid forward and mid aft right. kind of where the stairwells and uh, elevators are. Right. Right. Yeah. So when you're trying to, well, first of all, I mean, I think we're fortunate that we do stairs. Right. Um, because I think, you know, because there's only we eat so much food, we need to figure out some way to burn <laughs> right. it off, honestly. You know, but the fact that people are, you know, um, you know, they have sets of elevators only in two portions of the ship then it tends to get, you know, especially at certain times of the day, it gets very busy and it, you might be waiting for, um, for an elevator for a while. So we take the stairs, but yeah, so it's like, all right. So if we take the, you know, we're like our, our room was on the, was on the aft section. So if we take the aft elevator, I mean, aft stairs, we still have quite a bit of ship to go more aft right. you know and, yes, it, and our room was very aft yes yeah. yes where i think um we've usually been a lot closer in proximity when we've taken a staircase you know towards that part of the ship but again there's no um midship section to take stairs or elevators and disney knows this um they even we're very open to say that they've received this and that I, you know, it's been considered for future cruise yeah, ships. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the treasure, which is the next ship. Right. It's going to be a similar build, I right. think to uh, the Disney wish, but we'll see if they take that and incorporate it into the new ship. But anything, just something to know when you're there, um, it can be a little difficult to maneuver around. Also, I think one of the things we found difficult is because we've been so trained from Disney cruise line that the back of the ship is more kind of the kids area. The middle of the ship is more the family, family. area mm -hmm. and the front of the ship is more the adult area. Right. Um, it's kind of mishmash right. around, you know, yeah. where clubs will be, you know, family friendly during the day and adults at night. And there's adult lounge here, right. but next to it is a family friendly lounge here. And so it's a little bit harder to just right. kind of associate like you knew like if you're going to go into a lot of the lounges on many of the ships okay i'm going to the forward part right, of the right. ship you know because that's where a lot of this stuff takes exactly. place for adults right um so it's a little bit more trying to figure it out right and, and know exactly where everything is as opposed to just well it's an adult friendly you know it's a nightclub thing that's going to be at the front of the ship somewhere we'll find it right and, yeah yeah right right yeah. And again, I think Disney, even what, you know, we heard from multiple cast members that, you know, they were, they're aware that getting lost on the Disney wish is a common thing, even for cast members. Mm -hmm. I, we've heard from multiple cast members saying, yes, um, it, you know, like it, it took us a while really to get used to the ship and where things were. Um, some people had, I guess, started a road there journey there went on con with their contract ended for a little while and came back and said, I had to relearn the ship. So it's, it's a common, yeah. uh, common theme we heard. Yeah. We're good to know we're not the only ones. Right. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So onto our room, we had a deluxe 
family ocean view room. We didn't go for it. We didn't bother with a veranda this time. We figured, you know, it's it's just a one real sea day and a couple of ports and we're going to be off exploring the ship anyway. So we didn't really need a veranda. We were in cabin 8672, which was starboard side aft on mm -hmm. this sh ship. Uh, what did you think of the stateroom itself? Um, well, one thing I want to preface to is why we chose that one. Um, we were originally just looking for a deluxe ocean view. Um, but when I was, when we were looking at it, I could see that the family ocean view, which is longer, gives you a little bit more space in the room, um, was super close to the price. I think it was only total about $40 more and set thought okay for forty dollars or whatever it was to have that much additional space you know would would probably be nice to right. do um so went in and you know there's some commonalities to some of the other um ships that we've sailed on uh it was it was pretty it you know i it had some nice features um so that was my initial thought yeah. Before unpacking. Before unpacking. <laughs> That's where it gets interesting. Um, yeah, I think the, the cabin was, you know, nicely appointed. Uh, we had a, in our cabin, I know that it's different from various different cabins, but mm -hmm. our cabin, we had a princess and the frog mm -hmm. themed. So we had uh, Tiana and Naveen. I think it was kind of the wedding scene right. with a, a lot of the bayou animals uh, around them that was above our bed. Right. And then we had another uh, painting or an art piece of art um, featuring Tiana yeah. as well in our room. And it was really beautiful. Uh, and the room was laid out for the most part fairly well. Your average couch, you know, your bed, uh, the split bathrooms, which mm -hmm. are always so great right. on Disney Cruise Line, especially if you're a family trying to get ready to go to dinner or whatever or get out for breakfast or whatever it may be. Uh, it was pretty good. Now, right. as you, yes. And the, the theming of the rooms having like we had, you know, Princess and the Frog is a, a new feature that is on the wish. When mm -hmm. you, when you're sailing on the other ships, it, they're, you know, pretty much standard of, you know, a Disney cruise line. They lovely. We love them, love them. But th this um, ship has more of a each cabin or, or clusters of cabins will have themes related to some fairy tales right. and things like that very good perfect yeah we, we had a friend of ours that sailed recently and he got the frozen room and i was very very jealous <laughs> yeah. i love princess and the frog but you know hashtag real man love frozen. <laughs> so uh but i was very happy with our cabin in that regard now right. as michelle mentioned we then got our bags and decided to unpack how did that go, Michelle? <laughs> well, the bag delivery was very quick. Um, you know, you're told the rooms aren't ready till two. And, you know, we didn't even check before that. But it was very, it was shortly after that, that because we had our things before um, the, the mustard drill. Um, I, I didn't seem to find it as easy with the space to unpack that I felt even in the smaller ships, um, they just have a different layout of cabinetry, and so it was. It wasn't as fluid as what I've experienced in the past. I felt they had a lot of shelves for things, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of shelves, a lot of smaller shelves. Uh, they did not have enough drawers to right, me. Right. Um, they had some good space to hang things. Mm -hmm. If you had a lot of clothes to hang, there were plenty of those. Plenty. 
of hangers right there yeah. for you. You were set in that regard. Um, I just felt like there was, un especially considering this was a uh, family size, right. there was some dead space near the end that they just put like a big mirror right. that could have been used to maybe just put a few more shelves in right. or something. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was thinking about it. I mean, it was just the two of us. And granted, we end up taking usually on a trip like this way more than we need for whatever reason. We just are overpackers. It just happens. But I mean, if you're a family of four trying to fit in this thing, or I'm like five, this would be right. for three kids where you're putting everything. Right. You know, we struggled a little bit on well, our we own. We had only one normal size drawer right. and then one small drawer. And, right. And that was so <laughs> know that going in. And I don't know if all cabins are equal, but this was a family sized cabin mm -hmm. and we were scuffling to try and find not that we couldn't put everything away we right. could it just wasn't the ideal space to put everything right, away right. like yeah. and it and it, it arose there were issues that arose from it later when we we would try and find things yeah. like where would we have put that because normally we would just put it in a drawer right yeah you know? is that why it's is like, that on a well, shelf it's on a shelf over here you know or whatever <laughs> and so it was a little bit tricky to work with so um just something to take note of right. going in now most Everybody, it won't matter for you, especially for a three or a four night mm -hmm. cruise. You're only going to bring so much with you anyway. We just, we just tend to bring like way more than we right. need. It's just, uh, and, and I was more thinking, like I said, uh, for a family that has a lot of stuff. You know? Yeah. I mean, the other thing that, because this cruise has different dining rooms that, uh, you know, that are, people that are, are that are themed differently than the other ships. And, you know, in advance hearing from um, people like on, on gr social media groups or whatever, how they, you know, them and their kids like to get dressed up for that. I mean, they have a Marvel restaurant. And so I know a lot of kids want to have their, their Marvel costumes, you know, and some adults too. Same thing with Frozen. Right. And so I do think... Pirate night. Right, pirate night. So I do think that people on on the Wish tend to have more things maybe for the, the evening wear that they wouldn't necessarily wear all day. Mm -hmm. And so I think most people are probably packing a little bit more than they right. would on a routine um, cruise that... Right. People Agreed. aren't dressing up according to the themes. Right. Um, now, that one thing I will definitely say good about the cabin is they have a lot of ports. And this is one thing that you're going to find throughout the ship that there are, if you're looking to charge your phone or some sort of other yeah. device, there are tons of spaces throughout the ship to charge your devices, not only in your room. They have right. great places for the USB ports uh, throughout the room, but you can go to some of the lounges, so many spaces just right. around the ship and yeah. you'll see these ports everywhere where you can just, you know, sit there and have a glass of water or if you want a cocktail or whatever, right. and charge your phone, charge your device, whatever it may be. Um, that is one thing this ship does really, really well. Yeah. Like um, one example is we were at the Bayou last night and we were s sitting at high top chairs next to this. It wasn't the bar, like where the bartender was sitting. Stationed. It was a bar setting, though, that faced where the show would be. And at every single seat, there was mm -hmm. a port there. Yeah. So, so you, plenty it, of places right. that, yeah, you will it, bring your bring your cords with you. You'll never have 
an issue trying right. to keep your phone right. charged while you're on board. Which is good because you are using it a lot for the right. app and taking pictures and you know th- things like that. So it, it does drain the battery and that's great to have that convenience. Yeah. Anyway, going back to the room, um, for the most part, outside of the space to put things Liked the room, thought it was a good room, mm-hmm. a big, huge porthole huge window porthole. as you're used to on Disney Cruise Line. Uh, overall, it was very, very good. We just had some issues um, trying to put things away right. more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Uh, on to the good stuff. Let's get to the food, starting mm-hmm. with the dining and the dining rotation. Now, we were lucky, I think, in in our opinion, and we said this right off the bat, I think that we ended up, you know, we and scored. We, we did not get to pick our dining rotation. Right. But it was the perfect dining rotation for us. It may not be for you. It was the perfect one for us. We started off in Arendelle, Mm -hmm. went to 1923 for the next two nights, one being your regular regular dining rotation, the next time being pirate night, and then finished up last night on the final night of our cruise with World's Marvel. Now, to us, that was perfect. A good, fun show to begin with. Mm -hmm. A nice kind of calm, relaxing, interesting dining room in the middle. And then another big bang, wow show at the end. end. Let's go ahead and talk about some of these dining locations. Let's go ahead and talk about some of these dining locations. Starting with our first one, Arendelle. Now, I know, Michelle, you came into it not having the highest of bar for it. I was kind of look, expecting a little bit more because hashtag real men love frozen. Um, so I, it was interesting to kind of get in there and see this all. What did you think of Arendelle? So, you know, and, and you're right in terms of where I had the bar set. And I think my thought process is, and, and I love frozen and frozen too. I uh, love the music. Um, my thought was, is this going to be so childlike? that it, I might not find it as entertaining. Um, you know, so that was, I think that's where I'd set the bar and, and the rationale for it. Um, but I thought they did a great job. I thought they had, um, in addition to, you know, the characters, because this is celebrating Queen Anna and Kristoff, you know, it's a party for them. Um, but they also had, uh, some additional performers, you know, kind of like minstrels, that were performing and and I think they elevated the show because they were so talented um, in their singing, their instruments. Um, so I think they they broadened the perspective of the show to reach a broader audience. Yes, yeah. um, I thought it was phenomenal. It was one of my mm-hmm. favorite nights uh, of the cruise. It was a, an excellent dining. Uh, one, the food was very good, mm-hmm. uh, very Arendelle, very. A Nordic themed right. uh, menu, but it was very, very good. But um, it was recognizable food. It wasn't yes. things that. Yeah, you know, it's right. nothing you're going to, it's not like a lot of smelt on there. Right, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nothing that's going to steer you away. It's all good stuff. Uh, but I felt like this was, it was just really well done in that, that there was a show going on. It was never super disruptive. Right. Um, but, you know, they, they were doing music. Like you said, the minstrels were playing mm-hmm. music throughout it. There are songs. There are your favorite characters. Right. There are um, pe- show pieces that go on. Again, we're not going to try and spoil anything for right. you. But there are show pieces that go on throughout it. Um, everybody who you would expect to see, pretty much you see. Right. Um, I, I think the dining room was a little bit noisy. Maybe that's just because mm-hmm. we were kind of pushed off in a, a, a back corner and kind of the, some of the, right. the sound 
uh, flowed in there. It got a little bit loud in there, but other than that, I had no complaints. I thought it was spectacular, wonderful. And as a frozen fan, um, I thought it was a great way to kick off our cruise on our first night. Yeah. Like I said, we scored, you don't find your dining uh, rotation till you get to the port and find it on the app. But, uh, I, that was a great way to start. And, um, it's not like a character dining, but the characters do try to at least weave through the, through the tables. Um, you know, and I think they tend to try to take notice, especially of kids that are dressed in frozen storyline theming and things like that. So, um, but it's not a character dining where they're signing anything. They, they aren't really spending time, but they'll, they'll at least, you know, you get an opportunity to see right. some of the characters a little more close up. And we did have like Queen Anna came up to us right. and she commented, I was wearing my hashtag real men love frozen shirt. Right. And she's <laughs> like, oh, what a wonderful shirt. On that. <laughs> Michelle said, oh, you look beautiful tonight. And she came off with a total on the line of yeah. saying, you look beautifuler. <laughs> Well, not fuller. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Uh, it was excellent. Yeah. Great show. Loved Arendelle. Can't wait to go back to Arendelle yeah, yeah. at some point. And enjoyed the, uh, the menu as well. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, the next night was at 1923, which was more of a classic style uh, of restaurant dining establishment. It has a lot of artifacts throughout. It's split up into two different sides. There's the Walt sign. And the Roy side, we were on the Walt side. From what we understand about what well, we could definitely see it on the Walt side. Mm-hmm. That was more of the classic Disney animation style. So there's a lot of stuff from Bambi and, of course, uh, Snow White and the Seven right. Dwarfs, Alice in Wonderland, etc. The Roy side, I guess, has more of the more modern um, kind of Disney movies, right. I think. We didn't see that side, but I'm assuming it has like stuff from Moana. Yeah, and stuff I, I, from I saw a little bit. So yeah, forth. like Tangled, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it really is interesting as you're walking by and hopefully you can be seated nearby some of these cases that have like animation cells and sketches right. and some of the models they used yeah. and photos from like we saw a photo of uh, them with a, a lot of the animators there with a deer as they were trying to draw Bambi, Bambi essentially. Right. Uh, so it was really, really interesting. Again, food was pretty darn good. Yeah. Really enjoyed the food. We kind of dressed up in a 1920s style. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle kind of wore a little flapper type outfit with a wig and a head. <laughs> Let's see if we can get a photo of that to you at some point in a little headpiece. I wore a fedora. Right. Yes, Frank uh, Cardillo, <laughs> a, a little fedora um, and some suspenders and a bow tie yeah. and stuff. And we just kind of lived it up in 1920s style. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's like okay, kids are trying to do fun things. Why not? Yeah. Why not get in, into the fun too? And and you know, I, I think it was definitely fun to to be able to prepare for that and do that during that evening. Again, um, I, I think I was expecting like it to be just all wood and like a steakhouse, and it wasn't. I I I actually liked the openness or the airiness of the or lightness of it because they were using it our animation yeah. like you said felt classic kind of like you know what i would think like the brown derby would be like or something along those yeah. lines yeah i'm not talking about the brown derby necessarily and right in uh, disney hollywood studios but more like what the you know with what it was like back in that age right, or whatever right. but um it was just it was it was classic it was great it was again no show in this one right it would just go in um and, and check out what's around you and enjoy a nice meal and right. that was that was good kind of for the middle of our trip yeah yeah 
Definitely. Yeah. Um, we had two nights there. The second night, we actually did not attend because we had something else that we'll talk about here in a little moment. That was pirate night. We plotted it out, just planning what, what the night that might be. So there's, even though you're in the same, whether any of these um, uh, rotational uh, dining venues, wherever you may be, um, you'll get the same menu. Not the same menu as you got the first night, the pirate menu for the second night. Right. And you don't miss any show during pirate night. So if you're trying to plan any specialty dining right. or whatever, um, that might be the night for you. And that's what we thought going into it. Uh, so we'll move on to our final night and where we ate. And that was at Worlds of Marvel. Michelle, what did you think about Worlds of Marvel? Woohoo! I loved, loved, loved it. Um, it was just you know we we really did i think well to avoid spoilers for it although we were actually um very happy to know that this was the first cruise that had a, some changes some some modifications to the original uh show so that was kind of exciting to be able to to um experience that but it was it was the food was good. I, again, I don't know that this was the best menu of the three rotations, but it was definitely good. Um, and the show was just a lot of fun. Right. Uh, I looked at the menu at first. I'm like, eh, okay, it's an okay menu. It's not a great menu. But then when I got the items that we received that night, I was pretty happy with mm -hmm. all of them yeah. that we, we got. They were very all very tasty, well-cooked. Um, I was very happy with it. But I mean, let's be honest with you. This was about the show. Right. Uh, it's going into this space. Uh, where they put on this um, th 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 this presentation throughout it. Uh, I'm not gonna again. We're not gonna spoil the show for you, but a lot of your favorite characters mm -hmm. make appearances within this show on screens anyway. Right. Um, and you also in between will get some clips from um, various different Marvel movies. There's a lot of I couldn't see the screen well enough, but a lot of details breaking down a lot of like you know Iron Man suit. And, you know, some of the ships from Wakanda and stuff that would pop right. up on the screens and some interesting stuff to kind of check out while yeah. you're while you're dining, while the real show is not necessarily going on. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, you know, in between when the show, the show has a few little segments um, in between that. And this gives the servers the ability to bring you your food and you, you know, you don't feel like you're missing out because you're eating, <laughs> but you if you look up and you could see, huh, look up, yeah. um, you can see different things that yeah. are on display. And it is interactive. You do kind of play a part within the show, right. uh, within what goes on. And it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, again, we were the, from what we understand, the first cruise to do the new portion of the show. They changed it slightly. We did talk to our servers about that, kind of trying to gauge on what they thought the impressions were from the show that had been on previously to the change of it. It's mostly the same. There's just some small changes to it. Um, what the change is now and our server, at least anyway, said this was better. Yeah. And the crowd reacted much better to what he, what he'd seen in the past from right. this show. So they feel like they Disney listened to people and now this is much better, especially for the kids. Right. Right. And he said, as, you know, um, and this is really what's cool with Disney. He said, as a result of, you know, some of the changes, they actually had to change a little bit of the menu. So in fact, there was a dessert that they, that wouldn't fit with the new storyline. And so that they, you know, replace it with something else. And so I, I just thought that was really cool that, um, you know, even with a, a, a change to the show, they made a change to the menu. Yeah. 
to comp to you know synchronize it. But it was it was full on Marvel. You know there mm -hmm. was humorous stuff. Right. Uh, there was action. Yep. It was great. Loved it very much. Um, that is a dining rotate between. I mean, 1923 was fine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really interesting to see. But man, Arendelle and Worlds of Marvel, they knocked it out of the park right. with both of those locations, to me personally. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that they did have a dining um, room that didn't have a show for people who, you know, because especially on a three-day cruise, um, if you wanted to go to a specialty dining location, at least you feel like you could do one without missing That's true. a show. Yeah, so. um, I, like I said, I like 1923 as mm -hmm. well. It's right. classic. It's it's, and some people may prefer that. Maybe they don't want the show. Maybe you just want to go and have a nice right. dinner. Mm -hmm. You may prefer 1923 and want to skip out. And want, maybe you don't have interest in Marvel. Maybe you don't have interest in in Frozen. Right. That's fine. Um, but I, I I I liked how the balance was, but between these three shows, you know, right. I, I thought it was really really well done. Yeah. Uh, so the reason we missed um, the other night, the pirate night, was because we reserved a spot at Enchante, yeah. which is the upscale dining option. I mean, there, there, there's Palo, which is Palo Steakhouse aboard this. And then there's Enchante, which right. is kind of similar, like if you know the Disney fantasy and the Disney dream. Mm -hmm. It's kind of their Remy right. restaurant. Um and we were excited. We've done Remy in the past. So we, and we love Remy. Mm -hmm. We are big fans yeah. of Remy. Uh, it's very expensive, but we like to splurge because it is so spectacular. So we wanted to try Enchante and see how it compared. Uh, and um, I think we really enjoyed our time with Enchante. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what were your, what were your real thoughts of Enchante, sweetheart? Um, You know, it's, it, it it's one of those things you don't want to compare it to Remy's because um, there are differences just in terms of how it's laid out. I, I felt like Enchante is a little bit more airy. It, it does go with the theme of um, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, so you get that theming throughout the, the entire location. Um, I liked how they had, um, you know, the when you first got in, you could go for a cocktail in the lounge called the Rose, you know, so that was kind of a nice thing. Um, and just uh, the food is, as with Remy's, the food is exquisite and just unbelievable. I, and, and I remember during the meal saying to you, there's no way to really describe this to people because it's just, it's hard to be able to try to say why this piece of food is so immensely better than anything else you've ever tried, but it is. <laughs> the way they're able to work flavor combinations in unexpected ways mm -hmm. or ways you would never even think of in your life um, is always impressive in one of these restaurants. And we, we are always excited to try them. Uh, as far as Enchante, what I will say is that the service, again, is impeccable. Mm -hmm. Fantastic service. Even down to there was one point during the meal. It's a long meal. Like this meal went, we thought we might get out for pirate night. Right. We did not get out for pirate night. We started yeah. at 730. I think we were done at like 1030. It was, it was at least, yeah. it was, yeah. a, it might have been 11. It was at least a right. three hour meal. Yeah, it was before 11 because I remember we were at 11 for something. But, um, and they did offer to try to, at towards the end, hustle if they... Yeah, they asked if, us if we if wanted, we to, wanted to try to right. go out there to watch the pirate and show. Said, no, yeah. you know what? We wanted to at first, but this is nice. We don't want to feel rushed about with this, so it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it's it's a big ship with a lot of people. So, you know, when you're trying to um, be able to experience a show like the pirate show or whatever, you do want to try to get on deck early enough to, you know, get a good spot. And we knew if we, we weren't going to be able to get there that early, it was going to be kind of like last minute. But it turned out for us because we actually saw the fireworks yes, uh, from our, it was from our table. An interesting capper to the evening. Um, but going back to what I was talking about as far as the service, mm-hmm. uh, there was a point within this long time, I, I need to go use the restroom. You know, I've right. had a lot to drink, not just a lot to alcohol. Because <laughs> I had some of that, but also some water and everything else. I'm like, you know, could you tell me where the restroom is? Right. And not only did he tell me where the restroom is, it was like way down the whole dining room area, down the hall. He escorted me all the way down there to make sure that I knew exactly where it yeah. was and found it. Came back and he had brought out a brand new napkin for me. Right. You know, I didn't right. even need, you know, it wasn't even a matter of refolding the napkin. It was a brand new napkin right. on right. the table for me. So, um, you know, that's just a small piece of what the service was like, but that's great. Service was phenomenal. Um, I will say that I didn't like Enchanté and I think you agree with me, Michelle. Mm-hmm quite as much it was a wonderful night it was a great meal everything was there it hit all the marks but there's just something about remy that is just a little notch above at least from the last couple times we tried now i don't know if there's been any changes with Mm -hmm. remy but from the last few times just a little notch above on shante yeah i agree with you um i think several things play into that one of it is you know as i said to me remy's feels more romantic in the setting first of all it's a little you know darker colors and you know you feel a little bit more secluded at your table the way they have things set up whereas Enchanté seemed more like you would see it open very elegant looking but you know in in that regards you know Remy's your choices are less than Enchante in terms of if you want to do, um, you know, a, a certain experience where like a, a five course meal or whatever, um, you can order a la carte at both restaurants and each restaurant has their own, you know, um, course meal. But Remy's just has the one you can do French side or American side, although I think they've changed the names and they don't call it that anymore. It slipped my mind what they do call it. Um, this one, it was more, do you want a five course meal or like a, uh, I think it was like a nine. I think it was eight or nine. Eight, yeah. yeah they, course meal. They, as they didn't well really as, say it's kind yeah. of a, they, they don't really give any, they give you the menu if we want the one. What we did was called the passion menu. Right. Um, and they kind of tell you what the courses are there. So you, it's laid out mm-hmm. for you. The other one is kind of a, let the chef do what they want. Right. So it may, it may differ from right. night to night, depending on what they have on hand exactly. and what is fresh, um, which is wonderful. We just decided that we didn't want to go that way that right. night. Yeah. We didn't feel like we needed that many courses. And again, when we first sat down, our thought was we were going to go to the pirate show. Right. So that was another thing that, you know, at least personally, I was thinking I, I want to go to a little shorter route because I want to get out because we did hear that the pirate show is, is different. And, you know, from what we've heard from people, you know, personally who have told us that they, they didn't tell us about it, but they said it was a better show than what you get on the other ships. Yeah. But I agree with you overall. Uh, I look forward to another time at Remy's and I'm glad I did Enchante. Yeah. I, we, I would do Enchante again. 
Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, as far as those upscale restaurants, I uh, look forward to doing Remy. And since we didn't do Palo aboard the mm-hmm. Wish, I think next time we'd like to do right. a Palo dinner. We definitely still wanted to a Palo brunch. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we missed out on that this time. But yeah. enjoyed Enchante. Enchante was wonderful, mm-hmm. spectacular. Loved it. Um, I just think it wasn't quite our, our experience mm-hmm. with Remy. Right. Still great. And if you, again, it's a big splurge. Just be prepared for that. It is a big bill. Right. But if you want to do that splurge, I would recommend you trying Enchante if you're aboard the Wish. It right. Is, it is wonderful. The service is spectacular and the food is phenomenal. Right. And if you were to get that same meal outside of the cruise, like in, you know, I mean, this, this menu's from a three-star Michelin chef. You know, if you were to try to get that same meal elsewhere you'd probably pay two to three times at least yeah, at least a few hundred dollar more right um just think of victoria and alberts that's what they usually the closest land side mm-hmm. comparison is what victoria right. alberts yes. is um at the walt disney world resort so um that is what we have to say about that but there were some other dining options uh there was uh, the Marceline Market, mm-hmm. which was the main buffet area. And they also had, as they do on many Disney ships, um, some other sort of uh, booths where they have different types of food. I thought that they were uh, much more interesting as far as what they had involved. I mean, yes, you had your pizza. Yes, you had your burgers and your fries and everything. But there was also a smokehouse where you could get um, various mm-hmm. smoked meats and kind of the sides with them, you know, macaroni and cheese collard greens, right. etc., And they had uh, Donald's Cantina where you could get a taco made fresh off mm-hmm. of a taco bar or a burrito or a bowl. Right. Uh, what did you think about the other dining options on board the Disney Wish, sweetheart? Like you said, I, I like the fact that they did have more variety um, in, in some of the different t- things like having the smokehouse was totally different, you know, whereas the pizza you pretty much and, and the burgers and nuggets and stuff. They did have a plant-based um, sausage that was really, really good. Um, I actually had that a couple times. Um, and so that was, you know, really good. I did try, you know, some of the smokehouse as well. Didn't do the pizza this time. Um, did the, um, had a bowl, you know. From the cantina. From the cantina. So, yeah, I, I like the. Or cocina. Yeah. No, it's not can, can no I think cocina. it was. Was it? It's Cocina. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was good. It was interesting to have that l- slightly more diverse. I missed my shawarma. I was just going to say the missed exact my shawarma. same thing. <laughs> I didn't see shawarma anywhere. I, although yeah. we didn't, I have to say, we did not ever um, eat lunch at uh, Marceline Market. We ate breakfast there mm-hmm. most mornings. Uh, but never had lunch there, so I don't know. But they didn't Uh, have a booth like they do on the fantasy. Right, right, where you just pick up shawarma. Dream, yeah. Right. Um, Board the Wonder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But it was, was, uh, I I enjoyed it. I liked the cocina. I liked the, you know, being able to get a bowl there and kind of picking out what kind of ingredients you wanted. And they they did have a salsa bar there, Mm -hmm. too, where you can add that to it. And um, I thought it was enjoyable. Uh, I wouldn't say it was the... Greatest food I've ever had. Right, right. But it was good. It was yeah. good. It's, it's quick it. service. It's yeah. just, yeah. And it was what we needed at the time. Right. Which was perfect. Uh, as far as lounges, um, they have a variety of different lounges. All And like whatever you want to look for, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. they have so many different lounges on board this ship that are interesting and fun. Um, some of the places we stopped, we stopped at the Bayou. Mm-hmm. Many times they have entertainment there right. often. We saw the wishers there who include... Uh, their bass player on the Wishers 
is you may remember our good friend soul duo Sonia and Paul. Sonia's sister, Laura, right. is the bass player on the Wishers, and um, so we got to say hello to her, which was yeah, really nice. yeah, it was fun. And um, you know, there's that's like the main um, and really the only large, larger group that's not just a single piano player uh, on the ship, and they they do different themes for their sets they're in different venues throughout the cruise um and and they do a one particular show that's just really uh very exciting mm -hmm. to watch as well and so yeah it was it was uh great getting to meet somebody else in the family right. <laughs> and so that was fun. she was very sweet and yes. yeah it was really nice to us and we all got, got selfies, selfies together yeah, and, yeah it was fun <laughs> Uh, we also did Luna. Mm -hmm. We did Silent Disco there, which was fun. We did that late into the evening last night and some other things Silent there. Silent Disco is the best. You yeah. got to pause there and <laughs> embrace that. That is so Silent fun. Silent Disco is hilarious. It is so fun. It just It's fun to just take off your headphones at some point to see everybody singing out loud. Right. Because no one can hear you and, and you know anybody else because right. they're all listening to their own different music. And it's fascinating. Right. Or, or plus, you know... Um, well, like a lot of times you and I were dancing to different music all the time <laughs> and you know and yet it was still enjoyable to do that it didn't throw us off that you know of course we're not expert dancers but by um, any means but like even seeing um you know they had they they do have a, a single dj and when when that person talks everybody hears it this one they didn't talk that much but there were some like assistant djs on stage and um they were hilarious to watch yeah. and then you know like you'd, you'd see them kind of acting out something like okay i gotta switch my headphones to right. see what they're listening to if you, if you don't know what silent dj is yeah everybody in the room gets headphones and there's three or four different channels we had three channels of different types of music on it so but the music you only hear only people that hear the music are those with headphones on right so you're all putting your different dance music on and you're dancing so there's there could be we had like 50 people in the room last night and you know half of them are listening to the green channel which right. is more of the, the regular you know maybe modern dance not you know another 20 are listening to the classic rock one right. you know and, and so everybody's dancing and singing to all these different things and no one can you know no one knows you can kind of pinpoint, oh, they're that they're listening to my song. <laughs> they're right, to the same right. Song as them. Sometimes, like you can read lips, but yeah. it, it's just fun. It's just kind of fun. It so, is, highly it recommend is. it. Just go out there and have a good time and enjoy yeah. it. But uh, we got to do that there, among other things. Uh, we checked out Nightingales as well, which mm -hmm. is the um, it's a piano bar kind of based on. Um, Sing Sweet Nightingale from mm -hmm. um, Cinderella. As a matter of fact, the uh, chandelier there, there's musical notes on there that right. actually will do the song. Or the, they, if you put them out on paper, that would be the, the, the song. Right, yeah. So the chandelier itself ha has uh, two components to it. First, there's um, these hand-blown uh, circles, balls, and, and they're to represent the bubbles from you know the classic um, Cinderella mm -hmm. where... Um, you know the the her stepsisters are singing off key and everything, and then you then it pans over to Cinderella singing it uh, in a beautiful voice and everything. And but she's she's scrubbing the floors or whatever, and so there's bubbles going up. So the the chandelier has a ton of these bubbles, and then it's surrounded um, like circular around it going up um, with this brass, and it's actually the you know, the, the five strings to a music sheet 
with the notes on it. And like Tom said, if you were to unravel that and lay it out, it would play the music of right. Sing Sweet Nightingale. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool bar, cool yeah. space. Uh, we did a uh, chocolate and liqueur tasting mm-hmm. there. That was really nice. We've done that in the past. Um, really enjoy that. Uh, if you like uh, sampling different things with different types of chocolate, right. highly recommend you look into that as one of your tastings when you do a cruise. Um, other places, the Keg and Compass. We only did we did some trivia in there right. on that place, and we took a little tour of that when we did mm-hmm. our walking tour. That's a really, really cool place. Cool looking place. There are so many different lounges. Um, we also, of course. We had to do a couple stops into the hyperspace yeah. lounge. Michelle, what did you think about the hyperspace lounge? It was cool. Um, you know, they there they have um, you know, the backdrop of the bar is a screen out into It's a window. What are you talking it's about? It's a window, yes. A window out into the universe and um every once in a while the ship will actually go into hyperspace and so you'll see all of a sudden go blur by and then you get to your other destination yeah. and see things. Um, they had some really cool different cocktails. Um, they were very helpful to explain all of them. They had, you know, I don't want to do any spoilers for anybody, but they have some little cute things that they, they do along with the, some of the cocktails. And um, so it was fun. Yeah. It's kind of a sleeker style lounge. You right. don't think of Oga's Cantina when no. you go in there, which is more of a dirty type of lounge, you know, a dirty like Tatooine type of right. lounge right. or whatever. Um, this is more like a, a sleek, lounge you might find on a Starliner, maybe on the, on, on the Halcyon or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I may be wrong, but I think I remember this one was supposed to be like inspired by, um, in the movie solo. Yeah. So kind of like what would be, you know, very modern and clean, clean lines and stuff. I mean, they did have little paraphernalia around to make, you know, you're in Star Wars, but mm-hmm. Um, it's like Tom said, it's not like the, the rugged, right. That you would see yeah. It's more sleek. Um, you do get some interesting places It what it does is it travels through, you know, uh, different parts of the galaxy and you stop in these different areas with various systems, various planets, and, uh, you get to see some kind of things that go by there. There's right. little Easter eggs here and there of different ships you may recognize from, movies or attractions or whatever maybe that may pop by uh and then you'll stay there for a while and then it'll zip to the next location after a while but yeah really cool space great drinks just kind of fun they limit your time there to 45 minutes is what they say um i sometimes it was busier than others we happened to be there in the times when it wasn't that busy and it was actually kind of nice to just go in there and and have a nice drink right yeah and just watch the galaxy go by right yeah we didn't feel rushed um you know when we went it was during the adult time i i believe that they do have times of the day that it anybody can go in um and i don't know really what the difference is, but at least yeah, it's, it's small. So it doesn't hold a lot of people, but you know, so it's quaint in that regards too. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of cool for sure. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, that was one of the highlights I think of the yeah. wholesaling for us was uh, stopping into the hyperspace lounge. As for entertainment, we did get three shows, uh, seize the adventure, which is the new show focused mm-hmm. in, on this ship. It's kind of the, the first night show. It's, it's an abbreviated show. It's only about 30, 40 minutes long. Right. It's not a super long show, but it's fun. Uh, then there's a new kind of retelling of the little mermaid, which was interesting. And mm-hmm. the show we've seen,
seen on Disney Fantasy and at Disney California Adventure Park for a while, which is the Aladdin uh, right. musical spectacular. Uh, what did you think of all those shows, Michelle? You know, I thought they were all really well done. They use a lot of great uh, special effects. It's it is live theater, you know. So, the, so, so all the performers are actually singing there and stuff like that. Um, so I thought they were good. I thought it was good that the first show was a short show because most people are, you know, just excited about wanting to look around the ship and everything, and and so they don't feel like okay right away. I'm I'm for an hour stuck somewhere I can really ex have some additional time to explore mm -hmm. um so I thought the quality of the shows were good um I you know I, I I you and I had even talked about do we need to go see Aladdin again but we always have loved the genie and this one did not disappoint he was hilarious had very current comedy always does yeah it's always great yeah so I, I thought that was good. Um, the little, Which makes the show, like we've seen it several times, as I mentioned, between the Disney Fantasy a couple of right. times, uh, Disney California Adventure Park, but now um, the Disney Wish. It makes it almost a little bit of a new show because there's new jokes that right. the genie yeah. and uh, the different genies will put in. You exactly. Know. You know, I think um, the you know first show is really just to introduce you and seeing, you know, especially for everybody coming on a Disney cruise ship, you know, you're on a Disney cruise, you get to see all the, the you know, the characters, whether you're talking classic or the more current representatives from different films in there. And then um, Little Mermaid, they, they, it's, you know, mostly like the original story, although they, they are, they do a little twist to it in the sense of what they're trying to, you know, really demonstrate in terms of a message, you know, to make it a little bit, um, a little bit more meaningful, you know, uh, of Ariel and, you know, what she's looking for. And, and so I, I think it was kind of cool in that regards, but, you know, um, people will be thrilled that they recognize the, the, the music and things like that. All the performances. It's mostly the same story, it's but mostly, with some, some tweaks. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the, the singers and everything were amazing. Um, so I thought that was great too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I loved all, every single one of the shows. Uh, I was a big fan of every single one of them. Mm -hmm. I thought they were great. Uh, seize the adventure. I was really impressed with because I'm not a big fan of the kind of the sail away show that's right. usually on most of these ships that you get on. It's just kind of a, like a, here's a tease of what's to come. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not really much to me. This was actually a put together thought out storyline. Right. Um, with characters and everything, um, I, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, Little Mermaid was great. Uh, Aladdin is always spectacular. Um, I enjoyed all the shows. Happy that we saw them all, and I recommend that because that's what Disney does, entertainment. Yeah. Uh, go check out these shows if you're on board the ship. Yeah, and they've really bumped up the technology, so you are having a little bit of an immersive experience in the sense that, you know, how the lighting is incorporated within the theater itself, not just on stage. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, they did a lot more projection mapping mm -hmm. in and around, put the theater to use. Um, as you were mentioning, there, there are screens that um, help open up things and right. helping with the settings involved on board. Um, it's, it, it was good. It yeah. was really, really good and very enjoyable and loved them. Uh, they have two movie theaters on board. Uh, they were showing a lot of movies throughout it. A lot of it was Avatar, The Way of Water, mm -hmm. and um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. forever. And Strange World. 
And today at Strange World on as well. We struggled to try and get to see a movie, but we wanted to see Black Panther in the theater. Mm-hmm. So we did see Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, the, the theaters are interesting. There are two of them, so they can play two different movies uh, at mm-hmm. different times. They are smaller than the ones that regular theaters right. may, maybe you've experienced on board other Disney cruise ships. Uh, but we had no problem getting in there and uh, enjoyed watching Black Panther. Right. Yeah, I... I don't know if this is the trend with even the other ships too, but you know, it's not like they had a ton of movies where I think initially in the other ships, they would have, you know, a lot of, you know, current run movies, but also play some classics, you know, like they throw in a toy story too, or something like that. And this really wasn't that this was, you know, like Tom said, you know, the newest avatar, black Panther, Strange World. I don't know that there was anything other than those three. Disenchanted. And they have Disenchanted. Oh, that's on as right. Well. Yeah, yeah, they did have Disenchanted. Yeah. Um, and then they the always day. they also have the screen out by the pool on the main deck. The right. That's screen. playing that's a different. Plays a lot of different movies. That's the classic all the time. stuff. Yeah, more, more the, classic more the animations yeah. uh, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Except for like uh, Pirate, Pirate Night. Night yeah. Play, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Um, as I mentioned before, we did not get to see the Pirate Party. I've heard mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. We were a little bit disappointed not to be able to right. go to it, but it just, we wanted to do Enchante and they're just a four night cruise, not long enough. Yeah. We couldn't do all things. Um, so that unfortunately we had to miss, although we did get to see, like we, Michelle mentioned, a piece of the mm-hmm. fireworks right. from our dinner, which kind of capped off our evening, which was interesting. Uh, any other things about the, this? cruise that you want to discuss or that I missed that we haven't talked about yet? Um, no, I think you covered it really well. I, I, I guess the only thing I would say is um, the different lounges have different themed uh, cocktails, you know, or, or and some non-alcoholic drinks as well. Um, so I think they tried to do uh, more with theming throughout their different, co- throughout their different lounges. Um, they have a variety of like your standard lounge where you're going in. Um, and then they have some that are just more of an open air, almost like a coffee shop, but open within the, the area. Um, and I think that helps with crowd control at maybe some of the other ones. Um, some of them at different times of the day are also selling different snacks, um, that you wouldn't get anywhere else on the ship, you know, like at the bayou, you can get, beignets you know and things like that so um if you've gone on traditional disney cruises you know those are some uh, changes that i think they've made on the ship there also is a lot of entertainment that happens out in the grand hall uh, Mm -hmm. throughout the ship at different times um, so you want to keep a look at the your app and right. your navigator for that to find out um, some various different things um, that happen out there when some different um, characters make appearances. Right. But not only that, like there's stuff that happens within that space that you want to be out there for yeah. as well at various different times. Yeah, they do a ton of photo ops and they try to have like in that grand hall, multiple characters there on the different levels even so that they are giving more variety to people. And so kind of how they introduce those photo op sessions is, is, is more entertaining than just somebody walking up and standing in a spot and, you know, but they do a ton of photo ops. I mean, when we, when I think I mentioned to you a couple times going through the, through the app and it's like, okay, everything that's happening right now is like, there's eight different photo ops right. going on. Yep, always. 
And that's in various different areas, also in the kids' areas. We did get to go through the Star Wars cargo bay area, which is uh, one of the kids' spaces. We got down there for one of the open houses and could kind of peruse it. And uh, it's really cool looking. Like, I I was jealous of the kids. Yes, Um, totally. They get to, I guess, they get to kind of take care of some of the various creatures that live down there and everything. And that's kind of fun. Yeah, they really try to, you know, give more interactive things to the kids. Um, You know, if you've, gone to the other ships where they have like the Oceaneer and the um, lab. Yeah, the Oceaneer Lab lab and the the Oceaneer Oceaneer Club. Club. Um, This, I think they call it this, just the Oceaneer Club, but it has subsection, different rooms that are Mm -hmm. themed. So they do have like one they call Cargo Bay, which is Star Wars theme. And then they have a Marvel one. And, um, you know, I I don't know if the, the other one is actual just frozen or just, animation you know fairy tale i mean um princesses and things like that so they have the kids can go and experience different things that you know and they'll have some for the kids uh character meet and greets down there as well throughout the day but yeah they really made things really really cool of what they can do in those spaces too also we didn't get to explore this but we heard great things about what they've done with vibe and edge Mm -hmm. the teen and tween uh, locations on the ship that they said that this is um, some people we talked to said that they finally have embraced that and right. it's really, it's it's much better for those age groups yes. on board the ship. So if you're thinking about bringing a teen or a tween on, uh, you may want to take that into uh, the equation. Right. Um, I also wanted to mention, because we were talking about the photo ops um, and you also mentioned way earlier, long time ago, it seems <laughs> like, about how you want to be on your app early. And um, they do have something on board the ship called the Magical Gathering um, that if you are little one or you're not so little one wants to be sure and get a lot of photos with a lot of different Disney princesses at one mm-hmm. time, this is something you're going to want to get a reservation for. Right. It happens to various different times throughout the sailing um, that they just they are out there. There's a big presentation. They come out right. and they're out there. Um, for you to get photos with, uh, but you have to have a reservation to get in on that. Right. Yeah. And it, and it's a free event, but it gives you like a, a 15 minute window to go there. So at least you're, you know, you're not with this longest right. line um, and you can decide whether you want to go with each character or just pick certain right. characters. That's when you can, you know, have autographs done as well, you know, and so that, that yeah. And it's not like you can't, you will get opportunities with some of the princesses at various different times to still get photos with them. But if you want a bunch of them to knock them out in one big swoop, um, this is a good way to do that. Yeah, exactly. So, so bottom line. Okay. So we've talked about the ship. We've talked about the room. We've talked about the space Mm -hmm. we've talked about the dining. We've talked about the entertainment. I think you may already know where we're going with this. Is the Disney Wish our new favorite Disney ship? Michelle, what do you think? It is not my new favorite of the Disney ships. It, it was fun. I would go on it again. Um, but if I was going to be looking for some, another cruise right off the bat, I probably would be looking. And I think what I, in my head... This is the order, and I have to exclude the dream because we haven't been on it, although from everything I understand, it is super comparable to the fantasy. So I would say the wonder first, then the fantasy, then the magic, and then the wish. Okay. I'm not going to rank them. Um, 
I love the Disney Wish. It is a wonderful ship. There's a there if you're looking for stuff to do as far as you know um, bells and whistles and mm-hmm. cool lounges and entertainment spots and uh, excellent dining shows. Mm-hmm. We mentioned it. We love them. It's fantastic. It is not my new favorite ship. Um, I still we're classic. We like the simplicity of the wonder of the magic. Right. You know things like that. Um, but. I did like a lot about the things. There are a lot of great things about the Disney wish. I think they, there's a couple of things that they could have done a little better. Um, it's still a great ship and I still recommend you trying it out and, and judging for yourself because what's right for us is not right. necessarily what's right for you. Um, not our favorite ship, but we would gladly sail aboard her again. I also, another thing that's not, I'm not a favorite of personally is I'm not a favorite. I'm not a big fan of four night or three night itineraries. <laughs> it's just not long enough to be aboard a ship, especially a brand new ship that have so many things going on that we didn't really get to experience yeah. enough of because it was so short. It feels like you're just getting on board and then you're already getting ready to be done. I like at least a seven night cruise. I need that. I need right. that time to have the whole thing um, breathe around me. Right. You know? So that's just, and so that's, that's a part of it too. It's not the wish's fault that it's the short itinerary. Right. Um, and maybe if we had been on board for three more nights, um, maybe our impression would change a little bit, but this is where we stand right now. Yeah. Anyway, that's what our thoughts are on the Disney wish. We loved it. It's great. We had a fantastic time. We would sail on her again, mm-hmm. but she is not our new favorite ship, but we'd love to know what you think. Have you sailed aboard her yet? Right. Tell us what you think. Is it your new favorite ship? Are you planning on sailing aboard her? Just because we felt one way doesn't mean you won't love it and won't become your favorite ship. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know. So as I mentioned going into this episode, I knew we were going to talk a long time about the Disney Wish. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it wasn't too long for you, but um, it, it was a great cruise. Again, not our favorite ship, but it is still a wonderful ship. But let's get to our Disney stories of the week. I'm going to start with back at Disney Cruise Line. We have some news about some specialty sailings that will be returning in 2024 aboard Disney Cruise Line. This from the Disney Parks blog. They say next year, Disney Cruise Line is bringing back Pixar Day at Sea and Marvel Day at Sea for even more opportunities to embark on extraordinary adventures during these one-of-a-kind experiences. Setting sail January through early March from Florida home ports, these exclusive events combine the fun and relaxation of a Disney cruise vacation with one unforgettable day inspired by beloved stories, legendary films, and fan-favorite characters. Yeah, and there's been several things that have come out about what's going on, those, and they look like they're going to be a lot of fun this year. Mm -hmm, For sure. that year, 2024. Yeah, and this year. I mean, both. I mean, they started now. Um, Speaking of that, during Pixar Day at Sea, which debuted on the Disney Fantasy in January of 2023, guests are immersed in the ever-unfolding stories of their favorite toys, monsters, and supers. The day-long celebration features one-of-a-kind entertainment that brings to life beloved tales of Disney and Pixar's Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, and more. Families enjoy a rootin' tootin' breakfast, a totally awesome pool party, themed activities and treats, and character encounters around every corner throughout a fun-filled day at sea that ends with a Pixar Pals celebration dance party and a deck show of incredible proportion. 
Cool. Cool. For the Marvel Adeus it combines the thrills of renowned Marvel comics, films, and animated series with the excitement of a Disney cruise to unlock the inner superheroes in lifelong Marvel fans and newcomers alike. Occurring on one action-packed day during the select Disney Dream Cruises, Marvel Day at Sea offers all-day entertainment and encounters with the largest assembly of Marvel superheroes and villains on land or at sea, including classic Avengers, Sorcerers, and Guardians of the Galaxy, plus Captain America's Sam Wilson, Mighty Thor, Shuri, Okoye, Scarlet Witch, and many more. Highlights include an extraordinary uh, deck spectacular with more than 30 characters from across the multiverse, a spellbinding theater show featuring masters of the mystic arts, family game shows, themed youth activities, and special merchandise and menus. So for those of you that don't get to experience the Marvel as much as you like on the East Coast, like you can get Avengers Campus right. if you're out at Disneyland on the West Coast, Avengers Campus at Disneyland Paris, right. but on the East Coast, at Disney, you don't get quite as much Marvel. Right. Well, there's your way right yeah. there for the Disney dream. And we know we have not done the Marvel Day at Sea or the Pixar Day at Sea, but we have done the Star Wars right. Day at Sea. Yes. It is a lot of fun. Right, right. Yeah. And we've also done the Halloween on the high seas. Mm -hmm. So they're the and the very merry Christmas. So they're themed cruises are really fun with the additions and the special things that they do throughout the cruise. For sure. Uh, so cool. Um, highly recommend that you maybe making one of those uh, your upcoming next Disney cruise. Uh, moving on back to Florida and Epcot, we have the list of bands that will be rocking the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival this year. Again, we go back to the Disney Parks blog. They say, get ready to rock with the Garden Rocks Concert Series. Returning to the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival this March, Garden Rocks features internationally recognized artists performing Friday through Monday and showcases local Orlando talent on Tuesday through Thursday at the American Gardens Theater. Now, they have the entire list with dates and every band on the Disney Parks blog. You should go there and check it out if you want to see them all. I'm just going to run down some of the highlights that I picked out from here. Mm -hmm. I want to know, Michelle, what you would be most interested, who you would be most interested seeing here. All right. So here's some of the list. Just This is just a piece of the list of the bands that will be showing up. Smash Mouth. Blue Oyster Cult, who I've wow. seen in the past about 30 years ago, but I've seen <laughs> in the past. Uh, Berlin. The Pointer Sisters. Starship featuring Mickey Thomas. Switchfoot. A San Diego band. Thank you very much. A Flock of Seagulls. Jody Messina will be at the Garden Rocks uh, performances. Cool in the Gang. Herman's <laughs> Hermits starring Peter Noon. Wow. Rick Springfield. Again, a little wow. nod to the 80s there. Uh, the Plain White Tees. The Spinners. The Commodores. Living Color. And Wang Chung, all among the bands that will be playing at Garden Rocks this year. Michelle, of that list oh right there, God, that's who hard. would you most like to see? Wow. There's a lot there uh, that uh, that makes it hard to pick one. But if I really push, I, I guess I'd say the Commodores. Commodores would be cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, I Commodores, think that would the Spinners a... would be cool, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think Cool in the Gang. I mean, that's right. just a party waiting to happen. Cool yeah. in the Gang is a party. That's um, true. I would love to see that. But there's so many of these bands. Uh, the Pointer Sisters yeah. would be interesting. I've seen Blue Oyster Cult. They put on a great show. Uh, I love them. 
Um, Henrik Springfield. I mean, come on, yeah. Jesse's girl. Okay? Right. You know, so much fun. Uh, all these bands, I'd love to go see so many of them. Uh, if you're looking to go to one of these bands, beginning on February 9th, uh, guests can secure their spot for these rockin' performances with a Garden Rocks dining package. You can find out more about it by visiting freshepcot.com. Nice. Yeah, so excited for that. Yeah. We're, we're, we may try and make one of those. We'll yeah, see. I we'll know. See. That's why I said it's, it's going to be hard to figure out which one yeah. because there's so many great... We'll have to pick. Some of these are going to yeah. go quickly, so we'll have to pick right. early. And again, this is that was only a portion of the list. There's a lot more. I may have na- not named your favorite band that's coming, so I apologize if that's the case. That's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do that, we always start with Michelle because she's awesome, wonderful, all things great in the world you know she does the best research (laughs) she has the best list but she definitely has the best tips michelle what is your tip of the week okay well i you know had to do one with disney cruise line obviously with this episode um you know and one of the things if you've never taken one of the disney cruises before um they give you an opportunity to book a future cruise with a discount um, and if you know which one that is, that's fine. That's great. You can also do a, what they call a placeholder where you're, you're still putting a deposit down, but you have up to, I think it's 24 months to actually book one of the, the cruises that you want to use that discount for. And so my tip really has to do is if, um, you know, if you're going and let's say you're, you haven't used a travel agent before, or you have, and you weren't you know, or whatever, and you didn't want to use them again, you can pick not to renew with that travel agent and leave it open. And then you can switch it to the travel agent of your choice, if you'd like, as long as you do it within 30 days of the cruise when you paid for that placeholder. And then you would work with your travel agent to uh, complete a form that would then switch that booking, um, even with a, as a placeholder, over to the travel agent of your choice. Very nice. That is a very important tip and one we are putting to use because we are going to transfer ours to our favorite travel agent, Nate from <laughs> Main Street and more travel. Yes. Well, that's what was funny because on the cruise you were at, you were we were talking about this and I and I said, "Oh, I had already planned this to be my tip for the week." So and he's not just a travel agent. He is an authorized Disney vacation planner. That's right. Yes. So be yeah. prepared for that. So looking forward to uh, getting in contact with him and having him set up our next Disney cruise. Yeah. What's your tip? My trip also has to do with Disney cruise. And it's something I've talked about in the before, but we put it into use again on this cruise. And that is the sommelier bin oh, yeah. uh, that you can put into use in a couple of lounges um, on various Disney ships, including the Disney Wish. We put it to use on the Bayou. You can also use it at the Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I think those are the two. There may be some others, but those are definitely the two lounges on Disney that you can use. And what the Sommelier bin is, you'll go there. And if you look on the menu, after you get past all the wines, you'll see at the bottom, they'll have something saying the Sommelier bin. Right. And what it is right now, the price will be, it's $11. And you can just ask, what do you have? They're looking, going to look for a bottle that they have open there. You can request a red, a white, a sparkling wine right. and, and see what they want. And what they'll do is they'll see what they have open. If it's something, if they have something that's ready to go, they'll pour that for you. It doesn't matter if it's $12. It doesn't matter if it's $25 right. per glass. It will be your charge for that will be $11 per glass. If it's something that's less than that, your charge will be less than right. it's a $9 glass of wine. Your charge will be a $9 glass of wine. 
but it, you, you can put that and you can get some really nice wines for a much more reasonable price right. if they happen to have something open. They don't always do, but when they do, it's great. And when this is especially helpful is if you're a fan of sparkling wines mm -hmm. because of the fact that when they have to open up the sparkling wine, that has a much less of a ability to be open Way for back. an extended yeah. period mm -hmm. of time. Um, so much less of a shelf life, what I'm trying to say. So they're going to look to push that out. We did this when we were at the Bayou mm -hmm. first day. Um, got a glass of a, uh, let's see, what was it? It was a... The Yeah, it was, it was a Moet um, Rosé. Um, normally I believe it went for over $16 mm -hmm. for glass. We got it for $11 right. for glass. Wonderful sparkling wine. They, they jazzed it up a little bit. Right. It, it's some, it was, a, it was an ice. So we added an ice to it. Right. Um, it was fantastic and we got a deal on it. So it's worth it to check it out. If you're a wine, if you like wine and you're looking for a deal, it might help you out. Right. Yeah. Now that's a great tip because like you said, it really helps you explore some things that you might not normally want to pay a higher fee for and get an opportunity. And, but like you said, they don't always have something, um, at all. Sometimes they may only have one, one bottle of something that they're opening at that time or, you know, that they're pouring at that time. Yeah. But, but it, you can ask about it and it's certainly a way to um, definitely save money and try something yeah. new. It's worth the ask if you see it on mm -hmm. the menu. I mean, you might even try it if you don't see it on the menu. You never know. There's Sometimes these bars will do things right. for you that aren't on the menu. You can ask. But if it's on the menu, definitely take uh, take it and use it to your advantage because we, uh, we've gotten some spectacular glasses of right. wine for a much less price while you've been on board. Exactly. So. Uh, that's it for this week's show. Next week, well, it's Lincoln's birthday. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do something that's called Four Scores... <laughs> and seven years ago. <laughs> Michelle, what does that mean? <laughs> it's going to be a music one for sure. And um, we're going to be looking at um, songs from Disney films seven years ago. Okay. It's very specific. <laughs> at least that's the plan right now. I guess once we're working on it, if we see that it's uh, too limiting, but I just thought it'd be funny with Lincoln's birthday funny. and four score funny. and seven years so, ago. So yes, a base, basically our top five, maybe our top three. We'll see how many scores there are. <laughs> uh, Disney film scores from 2016, seven right. years ago. So that should be an interesting, I, I like your thinking there. Whatever it may be, I like it. I think it's kind of fun. So that'll be a lot of fun next week. As for this week's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website. Hyperion Adventures Podcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Exactly. And as always, uh, we really appreciate it if you tell a friend or family member about our podcast. Yep, it's the easiest way for people to find out that this podcast exists and that they may enjoy it, just like hopefully you do. Great. Even when we get long-winded like we did today. <laughs> So thank you for listening to this extended version of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.